Prologue, 1938 The daisies won her over. Hundreds of miniature daisies, Gänseblümchen, raised their heads over the blades of grass and waved to her in the light breeze blowing across the lake. Little else was growing on the property. A young apple tree, a large chestnut just off the road, a cherry tree in the middle of the lawn, a tall willow down near the lake. The rest was grass strewn with daisies. From a distance, the lot had looked inhospitable. Edith had already begun to set her mind against it as they approached. The dilapidated wooden fence that surrounded the property and the cloud of dust that followed their car along the dirt road did not convey welcome. More disheartening were the train tracks that paralleled the road not fifty yards from the property line. Edith had no idea what the local train schedule was like, but even one train a day barreling past would be one too many for her nerves. But when she saw the daisies, she forgave the property its faults. She took off her shoes and woolen stockings and grazed her bare feet across the delicate daisy petals before stepping gently into the green velvet blanket of their leaves. Oscar took her hand, and together they walked across the length of the lawn to the edge of the lake. A narrow beach of small gray pebbles met the water in a thick border of willow reeds. They looked for swans and saw instead a pair of small black grebes nesting near the shore. Across the lake, the coastline was blue-green forests dotted with white towns. Beyond that rose the pearl-gray outlines of the Swiss Alps. This was it, Edith knew. When Oscar first shared his dream of a vacation home with Edith, back in their earliest years in Berlin, it had been just that, a dream. Oscar's government job paid hardly enough to cover the rent for their small apartment. Still, in the darkness of night, long after the last oil lamp had been extinguished and the front door bolted, Oscar and Edith lay under the feathers of their down comforter and built their house. In quiet whispers they built it, stone by stone, tile by tile, window by window, year after year. They were just imagining the interior when the Black Hand killed Archduke Franz Ferdinand and his wife Sophie on their fourteenth wedding anniversary, catapulting Europe into war. In the few months before Oscar was called away to the front, they lay in bed and worked on the entrance hall, a thick mahogany front door carved with foxes and cats, ivy and lilies, an Italian marble floor, pale pink with streaks of cream and light brown, three antique ebony tables set with fresh flowers, no matter the season. While Oscar was commanding foot soldiers in France, they worked on the kitchen, planning most of it through heavily censored letters, the heavy oak bench spanning the northeast corner and surrounding the breakfast table, large and ponderous for baking projects and boiled eggs in hand-painted egg cups, the south wall lined with cabinets, one of which, the one on the far right, where they would keep the liqueurs and chocolate, would be locked out of the children's reach. The cast-iron stove, coal-burning. They would keep the unsightly coal pile in some out-of-the-way place, perhaps a cellar. On their daughter Marina's fifth birthday, they added a skylight to the roof of the master bedroom for midnight stargazing and daytime raindrop races. When their son Peter died of pneumonia before his third birthday, their grief sowed an entire garden of roses and red currant bushes, daffodils and dahlias, 
carpets of purple and black pansies dotted with pale blue forget-me-nots. Slowly, over the years, as Marina outgrew her dirndls and braids and then moved to an apartment of her own with her new husband, the house took shape room by room, carpeted with deep crimson Persian rugs, shaded with Belgian lace curtains, each detail painstakingly considered, no expense spared. Oscar was promoted. They began to look at properties. Oscar focused on the countryside surrounding Berlin so they could be near Marina's family and see their grandchildren. But Edith increasingly wished herself and her family as far away from Berlin as possible. The city was changing in dangerous ways. She feared its effect upon her family. She was silent when Oscar took her to see the various lots he had surveyed. He did not press. She would speak, as always, when she was ready. And indeed, one night, under the feathers...